want is an opportunity. This is America, ain't it? Who the fuck's stopping you? This is Bootlegging, where each week we will discuss HBO's original series, Boardwalk Empire. Grab a glass of your favorite libation, and let's do a little chin-wagging. Welcome to Bootlegging, a Boardwalk Empire podcast. Uh, we are going to be starting today with episode three titled The uh, Broadway Limited, which, uh, Chris, did you know what that actually means? Broadway Limited? No, yeah. I didn't. I didn't either until um, I was reading about it. It is a, it was, it's no longer there. It is a, was a train that ran from new york to chicago and it was called the broadway oh, limited okay. which when we get to the end of the episode makes right. a little more sense right so a little bit of historical fact on that that i, I learned did not know that um the episode was directed by tim van Patten. he directed the last episode and um was written by margaret nagel i might be saying her name wrong um she hasn't done a whole lot i saw but she did do a hbo uh movie i i haven't heard of it but i'm really actually curious about it called warm springs and it's a movie about. Have you ever heard of it? No. It's a movie. It's an HBO movie, and it's about FDR with polio. Oh, really? I don't know what it, oh. I don't know what it's. I don't know if it's him struggling with it. Apparently, she does a lot of films that involves people with disabilities. Huh. Um, she's a very big advocate for people with disabilities. So I don't know if it. I imagine it falls in that line. It sounded kind of interesting. I'm. Yeah, inter- I'm curious. I'd it's a historical. Yeah. yeah, I'll watch it. So I'm gonna. HBO go that movie later. Nice. <laughs> All right. So we uh, start the episode. They're in the hospital with the zombie. Yeah, uh, they're wheeling in. <laughs> they're wheeling in the zombie. With wheeling the, in shotgun victim. <laughs> with the hole in his gut. We get to kind of see Eli being Eli. I I like this where he's uh well, how did he survive? And he's like, oh, he's fat. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's got blubber. <laughs> <laughs> it insulates him. So... We get to see Nucky kind of being a little, like we were talking about, he's being a gangster. He's like, right. hey, help him along if he needs Right, it. yeah, make sure that this ends here. Right. So I thought that was kind of cool. You get to see that side of him. Um, obviously, that's going to be a much bigger story later on. It then transitions to um, a hearse, a hearse. Yeah. which we think it's a funeral, and it's obviously carrying booze. Right. Now- Something I didn't think about until actually I was rewatching this episode today. Never occurred to me the symbolism in this because I was like, man, why would they have that in a hearse? Like, that's so obvious, right? Like, wh- I don't know. To me, it's like, why cops would be out there? Why, why is this random hearse just going down the street? Right. Didn't really think about it in my head until now. It's in a hearse, right? Because what is this alcohol bringing about? It's bringing death. Right. So I thought that was kind of interesting that the alcohol that's inside of it is bringing death. Because think about it. Several people die in this episode. We have the zombie. We have a member of Chalky's group. Right. So, and then obviously we know as the the film progresses, I mean, there's been several deaths already. Oh, yeah. So the film progresses, the show progresses, there's been several deaths. And I think that's a really kind of a neat symbolism that they uh, put in there. Talky, uh, Chalky and Nucky are talking, and um, we get to hear Chalky use the wonderful youth, 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 youthism of motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> this made popular by Samuel L. Jackson. And I did a little bit of, I thought it was funny that they did it because Nucky's like, what the hell is a motherfucker? Hell is a motherfucker? 
<laughs> I did a little bit of research. I was curious. I was like, I wonder where that phrase came from because it's a part of our everyday. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, mean <laughs> I wake every morning and motherfucker. Oh, right? motherfucker. <laughs> so I did some research and apparently it's a phrase that's been around. Actually, like it kind of got somewhat popular around this time period, like 1917. I believe if I if I remember correctly, 1917 was the first recorded example of the phrase and it was by a convict in here in texas who said (laughs) that that no good dirty motherfucker set me up and i was like that's kind of interesting like texas is famous yeah yeah. (laughs) put another tick on the uh, texas Texas achievements (laughs) we're great at everything here (laughs) uh so we do find out nucky's now um given the the he's he's given the cutting business to chalky Right, um, which you know used to be held by uh, Doyle. Doyle before he, <laughs> before he got caught, and Nucky had to cut ties with him and leave My him in prison. Character. I know, right? Um, so yeah, we we find out that Nucky decides he's going to give all of his business um, cutting and distributing to to Chalky, and um, you know that's where we kind of leave leave off on that scene. They right. made a deal with each other i can't remember what what percentages it started at um 80 20 and they finalized on 80 35 because i'm sorry 75 uh 30, 35 35 okay am i math wrong on that i don't remember um i'm sorry oh yeah criminal justice 65 35 65 <laughs> criminal justice major here i didn't do a lot of math so <laughs> um i did think that was kind of cool that chalky knew because remember he goes, he oh, goes. Yeah. I gave Doyle the exact same uh, agreement, the eighty twenty. Right. And Charlie's like, "You think I didn't know that?" He's like, "I'm going to do eighty forty or uh, no, what forty sixty because you think I didn't know or yeah. something." Yeah, Chalky's a bit more knowledgeable on the fact that he is. Right. It, he can take this kind of cash. He can take this kind of cut from Nucky for this for the service. Uh, something that Doyle yeah. just didn't realize he could have taken advantage of. Exactly. So, you know, it kind of gives you an, an idea that Chalky obviously knows better. He's business. He's Yeah, he's a businessman. He's smarter. He's going to take advantage of every opportunity that he can. Exactly. So, um, so they have their little, you know, back and forth trying to figure out what kind of cut he's going to get and, and settle. And this is our first time really seeing Chalky. We saw him. He was in episode one for about three seconds. Right. And all we see in episode one is him waiting in the lobby for Nucky for uh, for an audience with him. Yes. And he says, uh, better not keep me waiting much longer or something like right. that. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. In episode one. That's that's the most we've seen of him so far except for this episode. Now. Right. And in this episode, obviously, we get to be introduced to him a lot more. Right. Which is, I like... Chalky, another one. My like I said, my favorite character is honestly Doyle, just because of the characters. <laughs> Chalky, one of my other ones. He's on up there just because he's so a badass. Good. He's yeah, so he's badass. Cool. Um, so we get to see uh, Margaret having breakfast with the kids, and uh, yeah, I think this is the first time we see her back with her children. And, no, remember uh, we saw it in episode two because she sees them in the boots. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. But this is where finally seeing she's kind she's of kind of getting back. Yeah, getting back to the routine with her kids, and her neighbor is here visiting with her as well. Right. Um. So she's kind of trying to fit back into her her normal lifestyle now. I thought the conversation was a little strange. Uh, they, she's obviously figuring out how she's going to pay, and the neighbor at one point is like, "Well, you could go back with your people." Right. 
that was just kind of a strange thing because I think it was I was talking to you about it or you had mentioned it. Maybe I can't remember. She herself has an accent. And it's kind of like Yeah, it's it's wh- a little bit like there's she has a slight accent along you know it's hard to pick up, honestly, listening to it, but you can kind of tell she has a slight Irish accent to her. Mm-hmm. So it made me kind of think maybe she's been, you know, she's been in the country longer. It is it is kind of funny that she has that accent, but still kind of brings up that maybe you should go back with your people. It makes me wonder, like, did, then, like, the she wish she had gone back. Like, maybe she, America wasn't the dream that she thought it was. Right. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's it's kind of an unusual conversation. I I don't know. This is something I kind of picked up on once I once I think it was you that had said that and I was like, "Huh, I didn't realize that." And then when I rewatched it, I was like, "You're right. Like she does have that accent." And then you can see like right now we actually have it paused and her face it's kind of like a longing face where she's right. like upset a little bit where she's kind of you know, maybe I've made mistakes. I don't know. It's just something different. I also feel like they they maybe were trying to bring in a bit of the, uh, I guess it's nationalism that was going on during this time. Because, I mean, you know, during the 20s, we're still on the back end of the huge flood of immigration. The Irish were. Irish, yeah, that's, yeah, that's who the Irish were Irish not well liked coming at this in. time. And at this point, yeah, I mean, they were looked down on pretty hardcore yeah. in America. So I think, you know, we've we've talked about this before in previous episodes that they really try hard to um, bring in small details that take you back to the time period. Yeah. And I feel like this was kind of a, one of those little details. I agree. She offers to let her come and stay. And then Margaret's like, no, I'm going to be I want to make it on my own. And then we get to see a um, errand boy from Nucky come. And offer her a job at the. It, it, am I, was I hearing this right? It's the Ritz Carlton, right? Yeah, I believe that's yeah. So, what is the Ritz Carlton now? Is isn't that a hotel? Yeah, it's a, it's a hotel now. So I, I guess at first it was a dress shop, or was it a dress shop inside the Ritz Carlton? I I I don't know. Because Nucky stays at a hotel, so I'm like, okay, well he stays at maybe it's the Ritz Carlton. I I don't know. I guess, and but my wife was kind of giving me the hint that it's... By it the way, we a, do have a live audience in here, <laughs> so heads up on that. We do that, have um, uh, Christopher's wonderful wife, Bethany, so she's officially on the podcast now. <laughs> but um, that the Ritz-Carlton was a mall. Uh, Bethany? No, 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 So I'm just not for sure. I I don't know what the... It is. I, I don't know. It was just something new. I I don't know. I don't right. know if it was a store inside the Ritz Carlton or if it was. A Ritz- I was a little confused by that. Just something I kind of picked up on. Yeah. So we then get to see Eli and the, the zombie. The zombie. He's getting antibiotics, <laughs> so he's becoming anti-zombie now. <laughs> and the worst su- or uh, 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 the worst assassination attempt in the Dude. show so far. <laughs> this was so. Awkward I, I, and just lack of better word, yeah, cringy. That he's he just he pulls the curtain and and number one, there's another guy in the room. There's another patient yes. right next to the zombie. Well, and he like slowly pulls the curtain. And, yeah, just like, like <laughs> and so he pulls the curtain and and then picks up a pillow to try to snuff the zombie out. While this other guy is right on the other side of this curtain, 
He's sweating profusely. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I couldn't. I was, there's not a better way. Like, you couldn't take the IV and, like, blow air in it. Yeah, was, right. I don't know. I watched. Maybe I watched too much again, of a movie that doesn't work. I don't know. This, this kind of goes along with uh, everything Eli's been doing so far, where it's like, I guess, kind of half assing his yeah. assassinations and his uh, cover up <laughs> attempts and everything. So yeah, it goes along with his character that he's just doing this so poorly, and <laughs> and the guy's flailing around making all kinds of noise. He's like, "Speak up now!" Yeah. <laughs> and so he tries to cover up all of this noise with like interrogation questions. I, just just really bad, really bad, so bad. And then of course here comes uh, our favorite. <laughs> we didn't get to see the wonderful uh, prohibition agent. Uh, Agent Michael Shannon coming in. Agent Michael Shannon. <laughs> I refuse to memorize his name other than Agent Michael Shannon. Christopher will be saying his uh, character name. He's Agent Michael Shannon. <laughs> no, I, that, that's what we've been referring to him so so far. So I, I'm good with that. So Michael, Agent Michael Shannon comes in <laughs> right in time for Eli to like stop murdering this guy. And playing it off like he was just there making sure he's not going to die. Just checking on him. And then yeah. they get in their little turf battle of, will you cross these rights? And yeah. yeah. Just. I'm in charge here. Yeah. Cops. Not are, anymore. You're not. They're pissing contest. <laughs> yeah. That's really all it is. We get it. We get that done with. It then transitions. I, I thought this was kind of funny. It transitions from this medical spot. If I remember right, to uh, yes, okay, we have it up on the screen right now. Uh, Just from one medical to another medical, the worst medical. So bad. (laughs) Okay, not only is Lucky Luciano uncomfortable getting probed in his 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 his, it's his pee hole. It's the pee hole. (laughs) The guy's smoking a cigarette while he's doing it. It's the worst. Like ah, just Lucky's face during this entire scene. It's like. I can't even. I don't uh, even know. Just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and like, he's like, this is what I get for fighting the, uh, what is this, the Hans or whatever. And the guy's like, no, you didn't get it from that. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, of course, we find out he's got um, gonorrhea. Gonorrhea. There you go. Um, which is, you know, kind of been a, a thing with Lucky Luciano's history in real life. You know, he had STDs. Right. He was he was a player. He's a playboy. Yeah. Yeah. He was a big player. Um. And uh, <laughs> well, I mean, in all honesty, all of them back then, because you remember, Al Cap- did you spoil alert here? Did you know how Al Capone actually died? No, he died of syphilis. That's why I when we were watching the episode, I thought it was Lucky Luciano that had syphilis because I knew somebody like yeah. one of these guys had syphilis. I thought it was him. Yeah, Al Capone died of syphilis, something that today in today's time period. You can have syphilis. Go to the doctor. Yeah, they're you get a full of antibiotics. Yeah, exactly. You're good to you're, go. You're, you're fine. Right. Not even what this is a hundred years ago. But now, mind you, Al Capone didn't die a hundred years ago. Al Capone died. Oh man, when did he die? I, it was. I think it was the sixties. I could really? be wrong on that. Huh. He actually lived a lot longer than people think. I think it, I am right into bootlegging podcast at gmail dot com or come to my our Facebook. It's bootlegging a boardwalk empire podcast correct me if i'm wrong i think it was the 60s um he died of syphilis like um he was basically like there's rumors like stories going around because with syphilis you know it really affects your brain essentially right right he would be like fishing in his swimming pool 
<laughs> and like just like drooling like he did not die good a good grief. yeah so all of them had it because you know think about their lifestyle they're they're yeah, they're, they're, they're flowing super in money. rich in their 20s in their 20s yeah. they've got alcohol all the girls want to be you know and there was no such thing i mean there was prophylactics back then and things like that but it, it wasn't the common thing like hey you know make sure you rap before you do that like, it was I got just kind of like bitch yeah <laughs> i don't care <laughs> i don't care i got money i'm gonna do whatever so it, it was real common for them to have it so we get to see the uh, the two, horrible oh horrible treatment for gonorrhea and i believe what it was it was Sodium, no sulfur, magnesium, uh, or something so? that sounds like it's gonna burn if it goes into uh, the crevice that they're shooting. I think it's just gonna burn if it touches my skin in general. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we get the little manhood sad moment for right. him where he talks about he can't, I guess, keep yeah, it can't up. get it up and, now. Which I guess for a you know million dollar Playboy in the twenties is a pretty. Uh, pretty big deal for him so yeah well except he's in machismo to the max right, right? yeah exactly so yeah. him that you saying that about him you're basically calling him not a man in his head um now i don't know about you i at first when he first was talking i don't know if you took it this way i was thinking he was hinting that um he was gay yeah yeah did you get that as well okay and i think even the doctor kind of thought that in the way it, like Lucky's reaction to the whole conversation. Oh, I okay. feel like maybe that was, you know, trying to be inferred in the whole thing. Okay, that's, that's what I was kind of thinking. Okay, I was making sure I wasn't the only one that was picking no, that no, up. No, no, no. And I think that's why Lucky had the reaction he did. Okay. Like, just like you said, his machismo, he's trying to. Whatever, man. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he goes off the handle. But it works. It's strong. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll be in the garage hanging sheetrock. <laughs> And so, yeah, he goes nuts because of this, you know, even slight accusation. Right. Um, and threatens the doctor with the needle and uh, storms off, basically. It transitions. Um, we finally get to see uh, Nucky for the first time in this uh, episode. Oh, no, no. We saw him at the beginning, but we're getting to actually see him, I guess, a little more in this episode. So him in... I, and I am so sorry I cannot think of her name. Um, I'm calling her his mistress, but she's not right. a mistress because he's not married. So his girl, I guess his girlfriend. Yeah, really? it's his girlfriend. But it's a weird relationship, and you really kind of get to see their relationship in this scene because she's all for him. Right. Right? Like, she's in. She's like, no, Steve Buscemi, I want you. You got money. You got power. I mean, that's really what it is. Like, like Let's be real. You got weird looks, but... I'm willing, to look, I'm willing to look past your demon eyes. <laughs> and but even like, I don't know, the, uh, the, the natural, I don't know, back and forth that they have in the scene was kind of odd because leading up to this point, you just kind of assume Nucky is, you know, just kind of like she's having like, fun with yeah. a girl or whatever. Like she's like, oh, yeah, this is a girl I'm with for right now. Yeah, exactly. But here you kind of see them in a natural relationship kind of setting. They're just both lounging in bed, just talking about random stuff, you know, yes. just talking about life, talking about their plans for the future. It's But I feel like she's more serious about it. Like she's like, I will, you know, I'll have a baby for you if you want. I'll do this. And he's like, do what you want. I don't care. Right. Like, he's literally more like, look, you're just around because it's fun right now. Like, I don't know why you're taking it so serious. But at the same time, is he kind of leading her on? Or is she trying Is she, is she trying to say, no, I, I need to try to, like, lock this dude down? I can't right. tell. 
And, then, and I mean, because this isn't the first time that even she brought up having a kid with Nucky in the series. And in fact, it was a brief, brief moment in episode one, I think, um, where they're at the uh, supper club and they're just sitting at a table and Nucky gets a call, I believe, from Jimmy. Okay. Um, and so uh, his assistant brings the phone up to him and he says, Jimmy on the phone. And it's the conversation that they're having at the table when they get interrupted by the phone call is that she says, I'd, I'd have a baby with you. And and then the phone call comes up. So huh, I don't even, even at the beginning of the series, she's kind of see, I thought it was very a- slightly. She it, it gets brought up that she is willing to, you know, enter into a real serious relationship with Nucky. But she's and- also not because she's also talking like, oh, the, ki- the the preemies give me the heebie-jeebies or whatever. Right. You know, like she's also ob- obviously she's very immature. Like mentally, she's very immature. I yeah. feel like yeah, she is. And I, I kind of think part of it, and I maybe I'm thinking too much into it. I kind of feel like she's intimidated by Margaret because Margaret oh, yeah, has absolutely. a family, and she knows this. And Nucky gave money to the uh, the the preemie. I don't know what you would want to call it because I don't want to call it the store, but I mean, it was you pay 25 cents to come in and the look at it. The store. <laughs> I don't know what you would call it. It was weird. Like, I don't want to call it the preemie store, but that's kind of what it yeah. was. <laughs> that just feels really weird to say. <laughs> it's strange because he's doing that and she's like, oh, like she's trying to make it sound like kids aren't like kids give her the creeps or whatever. And then he's like, and then she finds out obviously that he got the job for Margaret and she knows obviously, oh, she has kids, right? Right. And so, I don't know. It kind of makes me think that she's kind of taking a jealousy, like to it. Like, and we'll get into that more, I guess, whenever uh, we get to another scene, right? So, and then they obviously she um, learned French apparently from if you remember from episode two what the French girls do. She oh, learned yeah. French, and <laughs> she's teaching French to Nucky at the end of this scene, right? So, so they we're gonna <laughs> the weirdest. I'm gonna drip milk or whatever it is yeah. on me and. We get to see uh, Jimmy and his wife talking. She's obviously, she's not using the present he got her. Um, he's using, uh, she's using the vacuum cleaner. She, she doesn't like it. She doesn't want to use, no, she's using the sweep, not the vacuum, uh, the, the vacuum, vacuum sweep. sweeper. <laughs> so we get to see Jimmy and he's, you can see that they've grown disconnected. Right. They don't really have a very good conversation going. They don't really quite know what to talk about. I mean, he talks about his son a little bit, but then they're talking about the advancement with technology, and he mentions the a machine gun that he carried. And right. She's not. She doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. He's still stuck on on wartime. That's all yeah. he thinks about. That's all that's on his mind still. Yeah. And she's, you know, she's in in a way she's stuck to where they were before he left. Like, right. I don't think either one is honestly right in it. They're both stuck in their own past. And maybe that means that they need to be separate. Uh, they, they they don't need to be or not to say that they don't need to be together, like that they need to work it out. But I don't know how. I mean, I don't know. Did they have marriage counseling back then? Like, was that a thing? Yeah, I actually I don't have know. No idea. <laughs> Should have looked that up. Anybody that's listening to the board, the bootlegging board, <laughs> right in. So, oh, 
we do get to see the, the scene. It's just it's not a very powerful scene. It's just more showing, hey, they don't have a lot in common. Right. Margaret gets the job with the Ritz Carlton, the dress place. She's got this job. So I didn't. Okay, when I was watching this, I was um. So my wife, she used to work in retail for several years, and your wife used to work in retail yep. for several years. I was I didn't know that this was a thing, that you you get hired on, you show people their outfits and things like that. Like you'll oh this is this material, this is this material. Right. I didn't know that you would try on the dress. Now I think her job is more to try it on because you want to see it on a, a more realistic figure than the man- mannequins back then were obviously a lot more primitive looking. Right. Um, but when I was talking to my wife, I, she said when she worked in retail, she would have people. Ask her all the time, hey, would you put this on? You're more like my wife's figure. Right. I never I never knew that was, was a thing. Absolutely, that was a thing. And um, not only that, but I mean, the store, in my wife's case, she got huge discounts on the clothing because, you know, the store wanted to show off their clothing on oh. a real person. You know, they wanted to show So she would wear that like. clothing yeah, so line she while she the was clothes there. Because she got huge okay. discounts on the clothing and... Um, you know, it, it sells better when the client can see what the clothing looks like on an actual person versus an versus inanimate a, object yeah, versus a mannequin because you know the clothing moves with the person. It's 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 right. Much we're different. not a, we're not solid a solid chunk of plastic that's one right. shape, right? Right. Everybody's different. You, me, we're different. Everybody's different. I just never knew. I was like, this is is something I never really thought about. I've never worked in retail, so that was something I never contemplated. And another little kind of blast, like showing the past in this scene when she asks her, you know, when, when have you bathed? And she says yesterday. She's like, you have to bathe at least once a week. Right. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> once what? a week? <laughs> I mean, I go more than two. Like, I, like I'll be honest. On I cannot weekends, go more than 24 hours. <laughs> uh, on weekends, I'll be honest. I'm gross. I may go a little over 24 hours sometimes. Depending oh, no, on what I've yeah, been doing. I'd, uh, look at, well, <laughs> actually, I, I took a shower today because I had to change the oil in the car, but had I not done that, I'd have been super greasy right now. <laughs> That's a little different. Like, I get done mowing the yard or something. Yeah, I'm going to take a shower. But if I'm just, like, chilling yeah, at the house. Yeah, if I'm doing nothing, yeah, I'm going to be. Go, I may yeah. go two. I, I, ain't gonna, I may go two, maybe uh, even three. I'm going to marinate and, and <laughs> I'm gonna marinate for a while. So. <laughs> but I know back then, you did not shower that often. Yeah. It yeah. was like, a hey, I took my weekly shower on Sunday, like, right before church. Right. Yeah, And then exactly. they didn't shower a whole lot. Can you imagine what Atlantic City, oh, all gross. that seafood. <laughs> all that seafood. <laughs> all that salt air. Oh. Everybody bathing once a week at best. You could smell that city when you Because remember what she in. says, <laughs> you must bathe at least once a week. Oh, yeah, That at means least. people were not bathing yeah. once a week. And I know that they would wear like perfume, bro. You put it's on some, gross. you put on some Axe body spray over some bo. <laughs> it smells like Axe body spray. Yeah, and BO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all we all remember. Co- we, yeah, me, we, me I remember Chris high school. Me and Chris went to, <laughs> went to college together. We know. <laughs> I remember walking into class and being punched in the face by Axe and Bo. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so we get to see Mark. She finally tries on a dress. Uh, she gets, I guess, a taste of the high class living. High class living. Yeah. Right. You know. So she gets a taste of it. Like she gets to see what she looks like in 
designer fancy designer dresses. Yes. Yeah. I th- <laughs> I thought it was. I was like, okay, that's that's nice. She's getting a taste for it. You, you can see that she's. This is something she's wanting. She, yeah, she knew nothing about previously. No, but now that she's you know gotten to try it out, she very much likes it, and you know which is. It's kind it's of understandable, a, right? Mean, but you even kind of get to see a change in her character because you know she's been so humble and so, yes. you know, uh, what am I trying to say? Reserved and just a very quiet. Very. Well, she person. was a what she was. She said she was a servant before this. Yeah, right. Exactly. She was. She was a maid to somebody yeah. previously. So it's. Um, I feel like. You know, not having seen most of the the episodes after this, I feel like this might be a transition for her into a different kind of character, a less humble, a less... I can see that. A less uh, quiet and reserved person and going into a more, I guess, a little bit more like uh, Lucy, um, Nucky's current current girlfriend oh okay. who See, is uh, i didn't know her name <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah just uh, i got a uh got a reminder about what her name was but uh it's lucy and um i feel like uh, like i said i don't know what happens later on in the season but just from my impression i feel like this might be kind of a turning point margaret um you know, turning a bit more towards that type of character, a little bit I can more see pampered, that. a little bit more getting a taste for this this high life. Now that I she's can definitely being, see uh, that. Uh, you know, kind of uh, propped up and and helped out by by Nucky himself. So. Yeah, we get to see this. We get to go to um, the the private part, the private, private party showing. with Nucky. Yeah. Okay, I okay. First off, I hate this song. Yeah, I really right. <laughs> and it's on. And it's honestly nothing. Like I, I don't understand. I don't understand it. I get it. Maybe at this time period, it was something popular. I just, I don't. What like is it. this guy's name again? I don't. Eddie Cantor. Eddie, Eddie Cantor. 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 That's right. Who was a real? This was a real person. Real a real comedian. Yeah. He was. Um. A, this was a big thing for him. He had a big sketch thing about dumb girls. Right. Right. Dumb girls have more fun, or whatever. Yeah, because the, d- d- the dumb ones know how to make love. Yeah, yeah, that's the you know, like I was in college. The smart girls are a bore, or something yeah. like that, right? <laughs> I don't understand it. Now, I don't get was I, was that a fad at the time? It was cool to be dumb. I feel like that's a fad now. <laughs> I don't. I okay, don't true. <laughs> I don't think we've like outgrown that oh, fad. Man, we do have like Paris Hilton, the we Jersey got, exactly. Shore. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if you're, uh, you ain't no one unless you're fucking tell, taking selfies while you're driving. So it's kind of like I honestly didn't think about that. I, uh, I feel like we haven't outgrown that at all. It's just a different type of you know stupid is the new cool so yeah you're it's, right it's, you are right well and i guess you're because he, no you're right because even with like kim kardashian no, no knock on kim kardashian she it's she kind of makes she makes a living out of being an airhead yeah in a way right i mean she no i'm no knock on her because hey look she's making way more money than we're making yeah right all right when it comes <laughs> when it comes to selling things and things like that she's doing it you know more hey girl power more to you Awesome, but 
you're also like you do not make yourself come off as a strong smart woman you're not out there giving education you're not out there like hey giving speeches about certain things or you know doing thesis or research or something like that you're a bubblehead on e right <laughs> so i get and yeah you're right i didn't really think about that i don't it's just a weird song and i i guess you also kind of see Nucky's not really feeling this lifestyle. He's right, kind right. of. I feel like he's he's there just to. Um, it's I fun, feel like he's building up his his public figure. Like he's a he's a playboy. He's the treasurer. So he's. I feel See, like he's maybe building up his public figure for everyone else. I think um, it's more. This is his private, not like his personal. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna be. I'm going to clarify something real quick, okay? You have his public figure, you have his private figure, and then you have his personal figure. I think that his public figure is when he's out giving cigars to people, you know, kissing babies and things like that. That's a public figure, right? His private figure is wink, wink, nudge, nudge, elbows, we selling booze. Right. Right? So I got to talk to the mayor. I got to talk to my brother Eli, my bro. Right. He's sheriff. We're going to be taking chalky, and we're going to be mixing him right. and doing things. Then you have his private life. His private life- Which is a bit more moral, I feel Way like. more moral. That was him in the hotel room right. with Lucy. Now, he likes- I think he likes Lucy. I legitimately think, I think he so likes her. I think so, too. But I think it's more he's physically attracted to her. He does like that she's nice. I think he genuinely is like, she's a nice girl. She yeah. is a nice girl. She's got a very nice heart. But this is not the lifestyle I want anymore. I don't want to be in this room with these same people day in and day out. Right. And that's what I think we kind of get from it. Yeah, I think so as well. And, um, of course, you know, during this party, he has a conversation with his brother, Eli, about um about the zombie and the fact that um you know uh, agent he's on the michael Sh- he's on the deathbed oh yeah agent right. michael shannon came agent in michael and michael shannon comes in and takes over the whole uh guarding and everything like that so um uh, eli is telling nucky that he you know i i took care of it don't worry about it he he came asking questions i sent him away but now here comes Agent Michael Shannon again with a warrant saying that I'm going to come and question this guy. So he he shows this warrant to uh, the lackey that Eli yeah. left behind to to guard uh, Zombie Man, and um, Zombie Man yeah tells him like no, no no here's my warrant this is my this is my witness now. So the thing was, I don't think it was a real warrant. I you know it I don't think it was. I don't think it was because then he gets. Remember, we find out it's homeless people that he throws money on the ground. Yeah, to go get yeah. Hot soup. Yeah, exactly. And then the other guy comes back, and his friend, his uh, partner, even says we broke like five laws. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I yeah, don't think I don't, it was a real warrant. It might not have been. It might not have been at all. Was. And uh, but and that's that's another kind of a throwback to this time period, and the fact that. I mean, the IRS kind of worked with impunity during yeah. this time. They oh, were yeah. they were the top office. You, they didn't ask for anything from no. anyone. They just did whatever they had to do to well, destroy yeah, this remember, horrible this menace of period, alcohol. The FBI didn't exist. Right. Right. The right. FBI this is, was this is the precursor. This is the precursor to the FBI. Right. 
CIA didn't exist right. right before the CIA came about uh after World War Two. I was gonna say I thought that was during like the fifties maybe yes. that the CIA somewhere around happened. it was right after World War Two because previous to World War Two it was the Oh my God! I cannot remember the name. When we go on break, I'm gonna look it up and I'll I'll, I'll tell. Hey, uh, I'll Robert, tell you. we were we were just talking that we're we're gonna do maybe a special at some point where um we review a movie or two every once in yes. a while, and uh, we were talking about the Untouchables and how Robert De Niro plays Scarface in the Untouchables. Yes. And now that you're saying it, I was like, Robert De Niro did a movie about the CIA too. What? He's <laughs> what? in everything. Where, yeah, like he's <laughs> he's the guy that starts the CIA. And now that you mention it, like I don't. It was like the the American intelligence agency or something like that. Before I'm gonna it was look the CIA. it up. It's, it was the um, now, but. the office is something. I'm gonna look it up when we go on break. Right. And actually, that's a good little transition. So we're gonna go on break right now, and we're gonna learn about a wonderful little drink. The we're talking about precursors. Perfect opportunity. This is the drink that was a precursor to the gin and tonic. It is yeah, the, the gin, gin Ricky. Gin Ricky. <laughs> so we're going to go on a little break, make up some libations, and then we're going to get back to chin wagging. Y'all enjoy. The gin Ricky is a highball drink made of one shot of gin, half a lime squeezed, and sparkling water. The name for the drink comes from a Civil War veteran, Colonel Joe Rickey. The drink was extremely popular in Washington, D.C. around 1880. Originally made with bourbon, gin was later used because of the belief you couldn't smell the drink on one's breath. The drink became so popular, in fact, that it was written about across the country and the Los Angeles Herald. I hope you enjoyed learning about the gin Rickey. Have a drink of a libation, and let's get back to chin wagging. are back to do a little bit of more chin wagging hopefully y'all enjoyed the little history lesson of the gin ricky gin ricky mm, i actually so really good. like gin <laughs> yeah it is it's <clears throat> i mean i honestly i have a kind of a rough history with gin um uh, i like it i like the flavor of it but i had a bad experience one night when i went to a club <laughs> um it, it's like a it was a piano bar and all I was ordering was uh, gin and tonics. Okay. And I had like, oh my god, I had like at least eight or eight or nine gin and tonics. And the only other thing I remember from that night was like, <laughs> I I came to in the bathroom in a stall, and a friend of mine was like, "Dude, are you okay? Are you are you okay?" <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking? Where the f- where am I right now?" He's like. You have been vomiting for like five minutes straight, dude. <laughs> like, oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so, so gin. You know, I I have a kind of a mixed history with gin. Sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. But I do like the flavor of it. It's just, uh, it's one of those things that me and tequila have the same kind of relationship. Oh, don't get me started with you and tequila. There have been so yeah, many nights. And generally when I have tequila, oh. I end up in the bathroom pantsless. So <laughs> I try yeah. not to, yeah. uh, I try yeah. not to drink too much tequila. I don't know how you do it. You end up in the bathroom and Without we're looking for pants. you and then your pants are down. I don't. Okay, so not even down, but like not on me at all, and like missing. <laughs> it's a it's a problem, so I don't drink tequila so anymore. <laughs> well, 
At least your pants are on for this part. <laughs> this part of the for now. episode. Yeah, for now. Hey, maybe later. Or maybe on. later. <laughs> so we're we're back, and um, we get to see uh, Jimmy. He's out on the boardwalk now. I don't know if this was the time period or if they were just. So like, like we were talking about, you know, the how the board. You yeah, they kind of really kind of treat the boardwalk as like the the in between, just to bring in some of the time period. Right. This one was a little different because it's just him and his son playing on the boardwalk, which was strange. And like I said, I don't know if this is a time period, but you live in a town. It's a tourist town, right? Right. Atlantic City is a, yeah, it, it's a tourist town, right? Even back then, it was tourist touristy, yeah. right? Who goes to the boardwalk? Like, okay, we're we're really very very close to Kima. Right. For all of you that don't know, Kima is a section between Houston and Galveston that is a bunch of restaurants, some like a small little amusement park and it's just a like, board, it is a boardwalk. It's a boardwalk. And so, yeah, they they have restaurants, they have rides. It, it's, you know, typical It's a tourist. Like, yeah, exactly. Right? It's a tourist place to go. So how often do we go to like, hey, we're going to Kima? Have we ever gone to to Kima together? (laughs) Once. We went to go to... Did we? I'm going to hate that. I'm going to admit this. We went to Joe's Crab Shack. (laughs) I mean, I've been to Joe's. I I lived five minutes from Kima, so I've been to every... I've been there way too many times, like... Okay, so when you (laughs) went closer to it, you all would go sometimes. Not sometimes, like all the fucking time. Really? (laughs) Okay, see, I thought it was weird that he was there. I was like, dude, you live in a tourist town. Really? You're going to the boardwalk? That's so touristy. But... It's more, it's not even that, like, because we understood it was a touristy place. No, it it's always has been a touristy place. But it's just, that's the closest place to go to, like, do something other than, fuck, what, sit at home? Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I and got, obviously back then, there's even, you can't, you can't watch TV. Exactly. So maybe, maybe they were, I mean, I was trapped in the 1920s when I lived at home with my parents <laughs> because I lived in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> And chemo is the closest place to go, you know, to Okay, go see that makes some, sense. I can okay, that does that make were, sense. You know, it was just weird to me because I'm like, seeing. wait, why is him and his son at the boardwalk? You know, like, it, I was it, like that's such a literally tw- the only place to go to do anything. But the, that was my <laughs> other thought on it. I was like, well, maybe it's because of the time period there's literally nothing else to do. Like, exactly that. Like for yep. fun, they're literally going I mean, to watch you could run out into the woods, in a store. I guess. <laughs> you could run in the woods and have zombies come after <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> So yeah, that's I guess that's why they, they you know everyone goes to the boardwalk because everybody yeah. at this time in Atlantic City it was a thing what else are you gonna do yeah <laughs> that's very true I, I honestly I didn't think about that we get them they go um, and him and his Jimmy, son Jimmy and, and his son they're, yeah Jimmy's they're on the son boardwalk runs into this Photoshop which um, you know we kind of get a glimpse of that earlier in the episode in that Jimmy's you know flipping through this photo album. And he sees a racy picture of his own wife in this photo I know it shows album. Her, uh, her shoulder. Her shoulder. Oh my god. So hot. Oh my god. So. <sighs> so. <laughs> so he finds out that she, you know she had these pictures done here at this Photoshop on yes. the boardwalk. And here we have a uh, you know twenty year old Vincent Price. Tool. <laughs> this guy's a tool, dude. This guy is a tool. Okay, I never served in the military. Right, you never served I've in the never military. Served, yeah, we we talked about this before, and and, and I believe uh, it was episode one. We're both friends with several we have, veterans. Yeah, we have a lot of friends that are veterans. I have never once in my entire life told one of my veteran friends, 
oh, I wish I would have been doing this, yeah. that <laughs> tested my strength. Yeah, exactly. Never. <laughs> N- no. It's just not something you you bring up. It's not something you say to no. somebody, especially, and we've said this before in episode one or two, especially with World War Two veterans. One. Or, one. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. World War One veterans. Like, they saw crazy, crazy, crazy shit. Like, people freezing to death, you're living in trenches literally for months on end, mustard gas... Um, you, World War One, like, I, it's, we could do, honestly, a whole hour and a half, two hour podcast on World War, World War One, and this, and that's just to kind of give an idea of it. There's actually, there, there's a very, very cool podcast, if you're ever interested, if you have eight and a half hours, <laughs> uh, I am not joking, if you have eight and a half hours to ever blow, there's a podcast out there. It's oh my god! It's called Dan Dan Carlton's Hardcore History. This dude talks about from the very the very beginning of World War One, right? The very beginning, which is before Franz Ferdinand's assassination and all right. of that, right? All the way through the end and everything. World War One is so complex; people don't realize it. It is so complex. There were so many different factors oh, going yeah. on. And then that's not including the bloodshed that happened and all that, right? Like, right. it was a very bad war, right? Our friends are Afghanistan veterans. Right. I'm still not going to tell... My, I'll even say his name. I know he listens to podcasts. I'm going to say his name right now. Uh, my Both of our buddies. Our buddy Wade. Right. Right? Wade. Upstanding guy. Did... Served this country. Did a lot oh, yeah. of great things. He's a very amazing dude. I would never go and tell him, man, I wish I would have been with you. I wish I would have been you here and I in your spot. No. Yeah, no. 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 Wade's going to knife hand me <laughs> <laughs> and say, well, why didn't you? No. I mean, you know, I might tell him like, whatever, man, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Wade, if you're listening, you know we're coma list. <laughs> so, I don't know. It, I didn't like it. I just did not like what he said. No, it's, I mean. and You're a tool. I, He's I a feel tool. like, I mean. The, the producers of the show meant for that to be that way. You know, you don't want to like oh, this absolutely. guy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He was, he's portrayed that way for a reason. Sleazy. And it's just, yeah, he's a sleazy. I mean, Look like I mustache. said, look at the fucking guy. <laughs> this is literally Vincent Price when he yeah, was in his 20s. You're right. This dude is just gross and just. <laughs> and what is it? He would say, like, oh, you were in Paris? You went to the Louvre? Like, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh. Cool. Did you see the sights? Yeah, between snacking- No, motherfucker. I didn't see the no. sights. Well, yeah, I decided to go to the Louvre while I was stacking bodies. I yeah, got a break. Exactly. <laughs> like, stop. So, yeah, you, you automatically get a horrible impression of this guy. <laughs> and, of course, the reason they even bring this guy up is because Jimmy is under the impression that perhaps... The There's more piece than photos of shit happening. Was maybe coming on to his wife during maybe, the photo shoot. Maybe. I don't know. A little more than photo shoot. Yeah. <laughs> So we get to go from there to the uh, agent, is, yeah, <laughs> agent a- Michael, Michael Shannon, Shannon is here driving this car with <laughs> Zombie Man in the back. Zombie Man at the back and his telling partner. telling his horseshit partner number one because <laughs> I mean we already know this guy is just a worthless piece of shit. Just <laughs> some brand new recruit partner. doesn't know what he's doing yet with the with the IRS. So no, and here's Michael Shannon telling him like. 
you better keep this dude alive enough. <laughs> and to- then, I even have it written down because, dude, I literally LOL'd on this. I for real. I just, he just slaps him. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, just slaps right. him. Like, what the fuck are you just, doing? Who shot you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even Michael Shannon is like, what is this fucking dude doing right now? I just was like, what? He's just like, who shot you? So, <laughs> funny little bitty uh, thing I did just for fun. We yeah. had the uh, uh, bootlegging podcast crew do some research for us. Um, run some checks by the bootlegging podcast crew. I mean, me. I noticed is another little like setback to the time period. Did you hear what Michael Shannon said when he was like, we're almost, or it'll be this amount of time before we get to Bellevue? Okay. You, you know what Bellevue is, right? Uh, it's, I mean, you know, I've heard the name. I know there's- It's a very famous hospital in New York. I The only reason I know- Oh, yes. The only reason yeah, I know yeah, the name- right. Law and Order SVU. SVU. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was about to say, oh yeah, SVU. SVU. Yeah. I think I think maybe it's their public, like we have Ben Taub here. I think maybe it's like yeah, the SVU, public hospital. Yeah, the, the, yeah, Bellevue is like New York's big public hospital. Big public hospital, yeah. I think. I could be wrong on that. I don't know. Yeah. I just know it's a really famous hospital. So, but yeah, we can de- we can definitely credit SVU for SVU. Uh, our knowledge on that one. That was the, <laughs> so that's actually the bootlegging crew. It's a SVU episode. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> so Bellevue Hospital. Thought it was kind of interesting. From where they're at, I didn't get the town. Or I think I got the town's name in my notes. Let me actually look through it. Rar- Raritan Township. Um, I typed Raritan? that into Raritan. I typed it into Google. It is a real town in um, like in that area of New Jersey. He says from there to Bellevue. Is five and we'll be there. It's twelve fifteen. We'll be there by five thirty. I think is what he says. So five and a half hours. Right. I did Google Maps in today's time period. How long is that trip by now? Uh, by by a, a vehicle. I don't know, like two hours, three hours, two hours and thirty minutes. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> it was that much longer back then. Good lord! You're yeah, doubling they, it. Double. It. They were going top speed like forty miles. Oh an yeah, because they're federal agents. <laughs> they don't care about no speed limits. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're burning rubber in their Model Ts, going fucking forty. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. So they get to this um, dentist, the most unlucky. They, dentist. Yeah, they go to the dentist. My like, he's drilling this little kid <laughs> with a with a foot power with drill, a, yeah. <laughs> and they're gonna shoot him full of cocaine. Cause that, that was like crazy to me. That like they they that was that was Michael dude, Shannon's over here telling the dentist like, yeah, what do you have? We need to, to keep pep. this dude to alive. Pep. Give him pep. <laughs> I have cocaine, I guess. Like, <laughs> hold up, doctor. <laughs> you tell me you give your patients cocaine because well, no, to this day, cocaine is actually still used in medical. What for eye surgery? They use cocaine. You have got to be kidding me! Swear, I swear they still use cocaine today in medical. That's why if you actually look hold at up, the, the guidelines, real quick. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, Google it. Cocaine has some medical benefits. It's a local anesthetic. I just, there's so many other options. Like, why is cocaine, cocaine still? Cocaine is apparently very, very good for it. Think about well, it. Well, Novocaine. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So, actual cocaine apparently is still used today cane, for dude. eye surgery. Yeah, I don't, okay, I say it's still used 
I guess I some didn't. Re- form I of didn't it. research it, but I have been told that, and I know it was for a long time. It may have been replaced. I, from what I understand, cocaine is still used though in certain medical things. Now it's not like That's a powder. Crazy. It's not like they're like, hey, we're gonna do some eye surgery, <laughs> snort, this up, line. snort this line. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a liquid form. It's kind of like what they use in Coca Cola. You know, yeah. and I mean, it was. It's still an addictive substance. It still does some stuff to you. So. I don't know, but it's it is still used. It's a local. It's anesthetic. still crazy. Yeah, it's still crazy to think. But back then, like, I, mean, I guarantee you that stuff was pure. So yeah. <laughs> so he gives him a. He's cup like, well, I, I have some yayo here. I guess we can inject this into him. So. <laughs> so they give him two fat shots. Yeah. And he just well he he hits him first and you know he kind of starts waking up and. Even the doc- the doctor's like, I didn't give him enough. And Michael Shannon, of course, like, give him more. So they shoot him up again just to try to wake him up. Just to get him up. And and the second shot is apparently the uh, the lucky one because the dude wakes right up. And like a true G, what's Seriously. the first thing he says to, in his confession? In, in Yiddish. In Yiddish. <laughs> he tells Michael Shannon basically, fuck, fuck you. off. I got nothing. And and his the dentist patient's like, oh, oh my goodness. And of course, you know, we don't know what he said because it's Yiddish and I mean Right, right, right. I don't speak that. So And then she tells him, but I like how she leaves out little dick. Yeah. <laughs> and then the partner's like and- little <laughs> I love that. Yeah, like his patient's like oh well, uh Michael Shan agent Michael Shannon asked the patient, like, what did he say? I think well, he basically said, fuck your grandmother. <laughs> fuck and your grandmother with your, I'm not going to say the full yes. phrase, but with your penis. With and your then little the, penis. The, and then the partner like, chimes in, uh, little penis. Yeah. <laughs> I love that the partner like waited the entire time. That, this speaking, whole that, means ordeal, that means he speaks Yiddish and he didn't say a damn thing <laughs> the entire time. I thought that I was love so that. good. Was so funny. So then we finally, we've already known he's a badass. Michael Shannon is a badass oh, in yeah. this, right? Oh, yeah. We've already the, known that he's hard. Yeah. We then get to see how- he takes some crazy, like- Like, I'm not trying to justify with what he's doing in this, because what he's doing is so immoral. He's, he's already, like- falsified documents right. just to get this zombie man out of the hospital right. and into his, you know... Car. Yeah, into into the car so he can take him out of there. So, Agent Michael Shannon is already breaking the rules. Like, he has no problem doing now that. Now he's fist penetrating this dude's gut. I, I, I reeled back when this happened because, like I said, I mean, after episode, like, two... I hadn't seen most of it. Right. And when this happened, I was like, oh, oh God. I can't imagine. No. I, I, no. No. <laughs> I just, I reeled back because I could not believe. He just jams his fingers into this dude's open, gaping shotgun Not even wound. his fingers. It's his fist. Yeah. He's taking that fist. Because remember, Eli even says it's the size of a grapefruit. Yeah. Yep. He's taking his fist. Oh, I yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's making me uncomfortable now. Just so, thinking about it. So we're gonna he oh. he does this to get a confession, and the guy fi- oh, and he, the the screaming. sounds he makes. 
Okay, uh, we're done. We're done. <laughs> he finally, oh, conf- he we finally oh. get a confession out of him that all he says is there were two. One of them was young. No, it was two young, one thin, and then he says one word, James. Jimmy. Oh, James. Yeah, that's right. I believe it's James. Is it Jimmy or James? I think it's. I think James. he says James. Yeah. And then he says they were masked. To be fair, that does you don't have a guarantee right. on anybody. Right. Michael Shannon knows what's up. He knows yeah. what's going on, right? He already had an idea, like oh, absolutely. in the last episode. Because well, remember, they worked on? with him, and he ratted out um, uh, uh, Mickey Doyle, right? So they already know that. So he's already kind of suspecting. And then I like, <laughs> I like this how he ends it. He does this prayer, and then the guys isn't he Jewish? Isn't he Jewish? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to go from this to uh, Rothstein's playing. Uh, poker in new york and right. he's uh, you get to kind of see what kind of player he is he's willing to bribe or not bribe i'm sorry that's the wrong word he's not bribing he's he's faking out faking out yeah. he's a very good player yeah he's very he very cool. effectively bluffing very effectively yeah. he's playing it cool he's winning a, a bunch of money oh yeah especially for that time period a bunch of money and then i like what they say was like oh 14 hours. they've been playing that game for 14 hours bro I I don't play poker. Do you you don't do you, I, I I used to play poker quite a bit actually with uh friends from work back back in the day and um I mean these games can go on for oh god a I good amount of hours. And I, but uh, I think my record for playing poker as far as time goes is like maybe 3 4 hours. And even oh. even there I was like I, this is going on so long. I don't even give a shit. Just take all my chips. I'm ready to stop. This dude has been playing for, good lord, fourteen. I can't imagine. Uh, and he look at him. He's keeping his he cool. Hadn't even broken a sweat. The dude's collar is still on point. I right. don't even know. <laughs> like you've been wearing a bow tie for fourteen hours, dude. <laughs> I don't get it. I really don't. I I don't understand it. And so he he brings in Lucky. Uh, Lucky walks into their poker game and he brings him in just to ask his opinion on what do you think this dude is doing? The the guy he's playing right now right. in poker, he asks Lucky his opinion on what he thinks he's doing. And Lucky, of course, is like, fucking, I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> Lucky's just his muscle. I mean, uh, that's it. So, so that's all he is. He's his muscle. Eats. I don't think Lucky was helping him out any or anything like no, that. No, I, I feel like Rothstein was just using Lucky Luciano as a pawn yeah. to as a tool to, in as a tool in his bluff. try to help his bluff yeah. out a little bit. Um, but you know that kind of goes to show you that Rothstein he doesn't get his hands as dirty. No, he has somebody. He has a right hand man. Yeah. He has Lucky. To do all his bidding for him, he uses Lucky Luciano as his. Which he even says in this, then he goes and tells him, "I have information that Jimmy James, no, he says James, right, was involved." In- now, my question is: Is this? I don't know if this is sloppy writing, or it's a plot hole, or if there's a. I honestly don't know. How does he know that his? sister's cousin or whatever because that was the guy that was related right to him right how does he know that that guy gave up james's name remember there's only him michael shannon right his partner the dentist and the lady and her kid in that room and he gives up that name 
Oh. Right? So how did he know? I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't. I honestly don't know. I'm not trying to be like, you oh. Try, are you trying to tell I me one of them is a rat? No. <laughs> I honestly don't remember. So I'm like, is it sloppy writing? Or am, or is there something I'm not thinking about? Maybe they said later, earlier. And it said, I honestly don't know. Because, I, like I said, that's in my notes where I'm like, wait, how does he know this? And his isn't the only the one. Spoiler alert. No, but his isn't the only one. because remember, <laughs> we're, well, actually, spoilers for later on this episode. We'll go and talk about this again in a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if it was sloppy writing or if there is a connection. That. I did not think about that. It was huh. kind of weird, right? Yeah. I didn't think about it at the time. So he's going to have Lucky uh, go to Atlantic City and, and murder... Murder James. Murder James. Yeah. Right? That's his plan. So we get to watch that, that scene. We get to finally get introduced again to... Not introduced. We get to see James's mom, uh, Jillian, now. Right. And we actually get to see her. And this scene was kind of... Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, her in regular clothing, not in her, you know, in her element in the... Yes. Uh, in the what is it called um tableau vivant is what that's called what it was the name of the place she was at well no what they do so tableau vivant is a uh where people act out a scene in still life because that's what they do they act out like these artistic scenes but they they pose and they make up these artistic scenes and that's the called the uh tableau vivant like in Arrested Development with the Blues and they do the yeah. Jesus. Yes, exactly that. <laughs> That's yeah. honestly the only recognition I have from that. Yes, that. <laughs> because <laughs> George Bluth is always God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Exactly that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, his, his, James's mother is generally in the Tableau Vivant, but right now she's in her regular street clothing. Right. And she's meeting, well, She's meeting with this uh, uh, palm reader, uh, a tarot card, card reader. reader. Palm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, fortune teller. I, I, yeah, and I don't this know. fortune teller was, you know, mentioned in I think episode one for like three seconds as well. When, when I don't remember that Nucky is walking down the boardwalk, seeing all these. Oh, businesses. in the background, yes. Right. I mean, she's you know this this fortune teller is there just for about three seconds, like I said. Do you remember what she was saying in this episode? By any chance? I, I I don't. Um, the fortune teller. I didn't know if it was anything. It might have been, but I don't really remember what she said. Okay. Um, Night of we the have Swords. It, yeah, we have it playing, but there is a man, dark, not like the others, he's dangerous. I mean, so, yeah, she's basically okay. just saying uh, that the fortune teller, that is, she's telling yeah. her that, you know, there's, there's a man somewhere in your life, he's dark, and, you know, I think at this point you don't really know what she's referring to. Yeah. I guess if you look at it this way, you could say she's maybe referring to Nucky. To Nucky. Because yeah. Nucky's the one that walks in. Because And that's the thing, is that Nucky walks in right after this right. uh, exchange between her and the fortune teller and starts talking to James's mother, which, you know, the way in which he approaches her and starts talking to her, they obviously have some kind of background. Absolutely. You can tell that they're not... Hey, they're I no, kind of know strangers. you. Oh, I, your son works for me. Right. Right. You can tell it's way more than They're that. not strangers. They know each other. They know each other from their past. Um, there's some kind of connection here. Yeah. So, um, which is, you know, kind of a big surprise for, like I said, somebody like me who's coming into it not 
knowing the series and not knowing what happens. Um, this was a big twist. What they twist mm-hmm. yeah. for me. <laughs> um, so yeah, Nucky comes in, starts talking to her about his place in the world. What's what's going on with James? Actually, it's more that um, just from the conversation they're having, it seems more like she asked him to mm-hmm. be there because she wants to discuss with Nucky what's going on yes. with her son. Because she's she's worried about him. Right. She knows something's up. According, you know, just judging by this conversation is no idiot no. realizes that Jimmy is the one that stole the necklace back mm-hmm. from her and sold it in order to, you know, square up with Nucky. Yeah. She has, a, you know, she's a completely separate party from all of this world, from what we know so far. But she is competent enough to understand that Jimmy probably did this for Nucky since he's working for him and right yeah you know so what is going on she's worried for her son and wants to know why this happened like what is going on with this right now so i like that it's i agree i agree 100 percent with what you're saying i agree uh one there's nothing more i can add to it it's good i like it um it's an it's finally it's introducing a new character to the show and i like that and it's not just introducing a character; it's introducing a character where we obviously are going to know, hey, she's going to play a part. Like right. we can tell that she's going, and it's not going to be a, oh, okay, we got a new character, cool. Like it's like, oh, I'm interested. Yeah. I'm interested in her. I'm interested yeah, in what absolutely. she can bring, and she's connected to other characters. Yeah. Right. So I like that. So and, and honestly, like in this, uh, once again, I'm coming in kind of not knowing what happens next, but. In this conversation, I I kind of came away with the impression that uh, maybe there was something between James's mother and Nucky. I I felt like there was maybe something between them. I can see that. Like there was something. Uh, I, it's no, hard like to maybe explain. they had had like a little fling or something like that. Right. Is that what you're and, saying? And that's and that's the thing is that you know the actors they 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 played these parts so well. Yeah. That it it kind of left you thinking like uh, there there's multiple layers to their, to their relationship that they're not outright expressing in the dialogue right now. No, there's a lot with their facial expressions and a lot with just their, there's a lot of unspoken stuff. You can tell there is a lot of unspoken stuff going on. No, I agree. I agree 100% on that. We go from there to, um, Doogie Howser sidekick. <laughs> to McDoyle. And yeah. I I I honestly I had forgotten about this scene. Like I remember okay, so like I, I've said like I I've I've said this before. Mickey is one of my favorite characters. He really is. Oh yeah. I don't know why. He's just such a character. I like him. I had forgotten that and all honestly, I thought the first couple of like episodes, he honestly was just such a minor, minor character. I didn't realize he was actually still kind of as important as he is. And I like that. Like, rewatching it again, I'm like, cool, he's well, in and, this more than I thought. And that's the thing is that um, Nucky kind of leaves him, you know, in jail to rot. Right. Except that Doyle has crucial information to the entire operation uh-huh. at this point. He's a very he's a player. He he's is a, a player a in the big, operation. Yeah, he was a big player. He got replaced, but, you know... I don't know if Nucky just didn't think about the fact that that could leave him 
with a sour taste in his mouth that he might want to use to get back <laughs> at right. Nucky. I don't know, but that's kind of what you see here is that he he gets pulled in by you know his boss. Doyle gets pulled in by his boss uh, to find out what the fuck happened. Which his bosses are kids. Yeah. Did you see this? It's so weird. They're all brothers. And they're kids. Well, it's weird. Like, and I'm not saying the they're main, kids. They're not like they're not like nine years old. Well, the main guy, and that's why I said uh, Doogie Howser's sidekick, and that's that's played by Max Casella, who was in Doogie Howser MD. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. that was I was like, wait, why are you saying that? That was oh, Doogie's sidekick. I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when I first saw the scene, I was like. Wait a fucking minute! That's Doogie's sidekick right there. <laughs> really? Oh, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, okay. he played Vinny in Doogie Howser MD. <laughs> That's why I was like, "Wait a minute!" But um, I didn't realize but, that. Yeah, but it turns out um that uh, he's a he's a himself is a big player, and that's why he pulls um. Uh, that's why he pulls Doyle in right in this scene is because he's kind of he's Doyle's out. big boss. Yeah, you no, know, he is Doyle. He is Doyle's boss. Right. Because essentially what it is is that Doyle is Doyle. He fronted Doyle the money to cut the liquor because right. all that takes money. Oh, yeah. Right. It's 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 not like I magically have this stuff right. to cut it. It takes money. Right. So he fronted them all the resources to cut the liquor and Doyle's. Only job, literally his only job was to acquire the liquor, right. cut it, and then he was going to take a portion, and then the rest of the portion was going to go to his employers. Well, then Doyle got shut down. So Doyle gets shut down. Right. Then they're out of money because they so there's fronted money him missing. this. There's right. money missing. Hey, we gave you all this money to cut the liquor. Right. We want our money back. You it, got caught, so you're out of a you right. know, you're out of a partnership for the money coming in. So exactly. Now we, these guys are asking where the money is. And of course, Doyle, being the you know sleazy scumbag middleman piece of shit that he is, is yeah. like, oh, that's not my fault. I'll tell you whose fault. I got ratted right out. It's not my, I'll tell you yeah. whose fault. It is. Yeah, not my fault. No, it is your fault. It is. Whether right. you like it or not, it is. I agree. Doyle got ratted out. It sucks for him. Right. That's a part of the game, man. You right. got into that business. If you get ratted out, it's on you. Right. But fingers are being pointed because you know nobody wants to get their balls chopped off. No, or whatever the fuck the penalty is. The for garlic <laughs> eaters, as he put it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is with Doyle and racial? Like, because like he that's like what Italians he does. And the the last one was like, the slant you eyes. You leave me with slanty eyes in here. Yeah, that dude is. And then he's like garlic eater. I'm like, bro, you are all about these derogatory. That dude is so racist. <laughs> so racist. <laughs> But anyway, so you, <laughs> so obviously you know Doyle's you know giving up everything oh, absolutely. to this guy because Doyle's the last person that wants to get his head chopped off or anything. No, he's, Doyle's <laughs> looking out for Doyle, and that's yeah, it. exactly. Even though his name's not Doyle. <laughs> um, um, so he gets to go in. You get to see James is looking at the photo. He's obviously drinking, right? <sighs> I he's he's just he's self he's wallowing in himself like right. I don't know what to take from it. I mean it's it's leading up we don't I mean we don't need to focus on this much because it's going to lead into the other scene here in a little bit that we'll right. talk about we don't need to focus but on it's just it. more than you know he is um, he's finding something to to stew on 
finding something in these pictures with the photographer right. to be pissed off at. It's That's just, it. you know, he's looking for something because I mean, that's that's who he is now. Yeah, that's that's just what he's become. He's focusing on things that he couldn't have done, and or right. that happened when he was. It's and I love the the self pity. That's what it is. Right. It's, it's self pity, right? And I love the scene that they cut to because, like we've said before, they kind of use the boardwalk as a uh, transition, as a transition, and as a uh, a way to show off the times. And in this short little clip. The boardwalk is almost completely empty, except for a soldier walking by himself on the boardwalk. Uh, and it's kind, of, it, it's kind of a thing, you know. I it's it, it's a great very transition. Good catch! I did not think of it, that. It's a great transition because it shows, I, I guess, uh, Jimmy's loneliness. Obviously, yeah. he's a veteran. He comes back, and he's just by himself, and that's how he feels, and that's very how he's, nice. he's feeding himself that kind of thing that he's by himself and he's it's everyone against him yeah and uh, i feel like that this tiny little clip of the boardwalk kind of shows that and it kind of reinforces that fact especially coming off of the scene previously where he's just by himself drinking looking at these pictures just finding something yeah for himself to be pissed off at it's just it goes along with that theme i like that i like that i didn't i honestly didn't catch that that's very good i like that so we go now to the Ritz Carlton, um, where we get to see Lucy. So this is where we finally get to see Lucy for who. Yeah, this makes me not like. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna just go and say this makes me not like Lucy. I get she's I get she's jealous. I get she knows who Margaret is. I get it, but you you I do not like her, and I don't know if you're meant to not like her in this. I don't I, I I assume so because they are not making her a likable person. Where it's she is such a bee. Like she's yeah. like put it on. I know you're here. Do you have yeah. you worked here long? Like strap me up. She's literally putting Margaret's face in her exposed crotch. Right. Right? right. How degrading can you get? Yeah. She is doing whatever she can. She's showing off her wife. She doesn't have kids, right? She's right. having that kid. So her quote unquote, as she put it, I'll ruin my body for right. you. So her body, quote unquote, isn't ruined. Right. And I don't know. I hate I don't like I I really do not like her in this. I I understand where she's coming from. It, it it's kind of a I don't know. It's a two way street. She she feels very threatened by Margaret. I get that. So, of course, she's going to try to intimidate her, I guess. I think her I think her jealousy is misplaced That's because she doesn't understand what Margaret's going through. She doesn't understand the relationship between Margaret and Nucky at the moment. And so all all she's feeling is threatened. So, she's just doing what she knows she can do in order to, I don't know, handle this situation which is just you know use her body as the intimidation intimidation factor. yeah exactly so uh, i kind of get where she's coming from i suppose i mean i get it somewhat i don't know i just i think she's going about it. if you really wanted to try to do it i mean there's other ways i think that you could go about trying to prove yourself that she's you're being a bitch <laughs> she is. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say she's not because she totally is right now <laughs> right 
So, Asian Michael Shannon is at the the post, post office, office. of all offices. But yeah, did you catch what he's doing? I didn't. I didn't. Ca- I actually didn't catch this the first time. Are you talking about his lackey? Yeah. So his, he's his, his digging through all all the mail. <laughs> all the mail. Did, did you see how upset he got about it? Uh, Michael Shannon. Asian Michael Shannon. Did you get? Uh, I'll see. How- oh yeah, he's like, what are you doing? Remember last episode, <laughs> he was writing his wife. Right. He's worried about him. Oh, I think that's what I think. He doesn't like that because he knows I write get postcards. Get out of my business. You're in my personal life. That's that could be it. Yeah, that's I what I was thinking that. when I was watching this. I was like, I think he's worried about him looking into his personal. life. Honestly, I felt I felt more that, and I don't know. I felt more that it was Agent Michael Shannon showing once again his like his rigid following of the law i can can see that too he he is telling his lackey like how dare you that is illegal stop reading other people's mail i can see that as well that that was my first takeaway now that you say that i feel like oh yeah it could be both yeah it could it It could be both it could be be like he's like immediately like i don't like this he's like wait what happens if it comes across my postcard yeah exactly Yep. And I do like that he was like, this is the only federal building. Like, you can't yeah, call from anywhere else. Yeah, that's the only other place they have <laughs> to set up camp to I didn't perform really their investigation. Like, okay. <laughs> Once again, I mean, this is the beginnings of the FBI. Right. So they have nowhere else to set up shop because there's not an IRS building in I know, but city. I mean, they couldn't call from, like, a, like their hotel room. Like, I mean, yeah, like, right. really, what are they going to do? Like, well, their calls may be tracked. Well, they, they don't even have dial pads on these phones. I will wiretap the shit out of that phone. Yeah. You got to go through an operator. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he's calling his supervisor, letting him know what he thinks is going on. And his supervisor's impressed, but you can tell his supervisor's like, no, 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 it's no, no, no. still like, what are you talking about? Like, like we cannot we go through with plan. this. We had a plan. Yeah. What are you doing right now? Like, he's... <laughs> and I get where he's coming from. M- Michael Shannon is... He's the co- he okay. So okay, I worked in law enforcement for several years. Right, right. Okay, there's. I'm 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 trying to think how to explain this. There's people that get into law enforcement that they get into law enforcement because they want to be in law enforcement. Okay, right. I got into law enforcement because my view on it was I I wanted to help people. Okay, yeah. I, you know me. You've heard me tell stories and things like that of what I had to do. I wasn't a cop, okay? So right. heads up, I wasn't a cop or anything like that. Um, but I got into it to help people. That was right. what I want to do. I have friends that are cops. I have friends that are cops that they've gotten into it. I want to help people, okay? You also have cops that go into it and you have agents that go into it and you have um, other law enforcement. They go into it for a power, yeah. Right. Like I'm going into it because I want people to respect me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then you have the politicians. Yeah. They get into it. They get into it as I'm going to be in this. I don't really care about law enforcement. I don't care about the power. It's I, I, I the power of me wearing a badge. Yeah. It's I want to move all the way to the top. Right. Right. So I need to do all the things that will. That will get me there. Put me into that path. Yeah. And Michael Shannon is, he is, he does have his faults, but I do believe he is like, as you said, it is, no, I became an officer 
because I want the law enforced. He is very strict. He's very strict. This is it. He didn't get into it for the glamour. Right. Right. He did not. Because if that was the case, he would have taken those bribes that Nucky was doing. Right. 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 He didn't get into it for the glamour. He got into it because, no, this is how it is. This is how it's supposed to be. Right. And then the his supervisor is, on the other hand, the politician. Right. His supervisor exactly. is like, no, 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 no. We don't have enough. We're just trying to make the busts exactly. right now. We're, I'm trying to make the paper. So you see two different ideologies in law enforcement. have, And I like that. So James comes in to see Nucky, and Eli's there. They're, they're kind of calling back to the beginning of the episode, talking about the zombie man. Right. And how he is now dead. He's now dead, and he they now know, and this comes back with what I said earlier. How do they know that he gave up James's name? Right, right. Is this sloppy writing, or were, is are there people telling? I don't know. Right. I honestly don't know. I don't know if it's sloppy and writing. I, I didn't think about it until you brought it up even earlier, that... How? 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 Right, because the only other person now that the only other person now that we know that knows is Lucky. So right. is, is Lucky calling Nucky? Hey, <laughs> Nucky, I'm coming to murder your boy. And let me tell you what. No, but I mean, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> so there has got to be an insider somewhere. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I because I don't think it's sloppy writing because this that's the only loop. The, the only plot hole in this entire thing, and in all honesty, this episode very well written. Uh, talk. I was gonna say talking about the writers, like the writers seem to be putting everything in that needs to be there. Yeah, to no. make the story, you know, compelling and 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 move things along. So I can't imagine sloppy writing. No, there is obviously somebody, or you know, there there's something leaking. There's yes. information passing between all of these parties. Despite all these parties, you know, being against each other, uh-huh. working against each other, there is a party somewhere in between yeah. that is sharing information that they all want to hear. That's <laughs> what I think. We get to see Nucky talks. I don't know if it's I don't I don't know if it's the first time he met James or not, but you get to see where Nucky has a love for him like right. what we've talked about uh, like a father like a father son father relationship son. he yeah. talks tells him you were 10 11 years old you were right. with your father right and i told you about the president yep you get to see how much he is proud of him how much he respects james how much he he's in a way he's disappointed in james right you and we'll go and see james has faults james is very intelligent yeah. Jimmy's an intelligent guy. He's not dumb. Right. Jimmy is not a dumb guy. Right. His head's on his shoulders, right? He's got a lot of ambition. Okay? He's out there making decisions on his own. Yeah. Whether they're right or wrong, he's making decisions on his own. He's taking gambles. He's taking risks. Oh, yeah. And Nucky sees that, and Nucky appreciates it. And he tells him, you could have been... Essentially, he's telling him, you could have been president, but you had to go, right. and you had to do some really dumb shit... And get caught up. Right. And then this is now what we're having to do. Eli, and it's weird. I feel like it's it's jealousy. Eli starts showing his jealousy to, because I mean, Eli is Nucky's brother, little brother. Little brother. And if, if you've been little brother to anybody, you know that you want to be, I I have an older brother, (laughs) P.S. And you want. You want the acknowledgement of your older brother. You want yeah. to be 
you know, uh, held in high regard by her older brother. And so, of course, Eli is here trying his best his entire life to earn the respect and Uh trust of his brother, which, you know, he's done pretty well so far. I mean, he's the chief of police. He's done what he's asked. Right. I mean, he's done. He's helped him out. But yeah. He's killed here's me. right, but here's Nucky giving James so many chances, and this came up last episode as well, where um, Eli tells Nucky that like if it was me, no, you would this not. Ep- this is that's this oh, episode. Is that this episode. It's this one where he says it in the at, at, at the very end of this. He says, "I, I wonder sometimes if it if had it been was me that had done this. Had you? How, yeah, would, would you, you have, have been, been so nice? Right." And so, and you, you can know, see Nucky. Nucky knows I wouldn't. Have. I wouldn't have exactly. And in the last episode, he, <laughs> uh, it was kind of brushed off as like not that big a point. But when they go to see Doyle when he's in prison for the first time, Nucky kind of disrespects Eli. Yes, and he he's like, "Use your fucking head!" And he like he hits him, hits him in the head with his fingers. Like he's just a nobody. Yeah, and you can tell Eli like takes that, and he's like. Oh, like God. I would f you up. I would fuck you up yeah. right now. But I, 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 I respect you. Yeah, too much. exactly. So it's it kind of shows more of that dynamic the 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 older brother, younger brother, yeah. and the fact that there's this third party, not even related to him, but he is getting what seems to be more respect from uh-huh. Nucky than his own younger brother gets. I agree. So it it just adds to that, and it kind of adds to that. Uh, growing separating dynamic that they have i agree 100 percent. like i said this i love this scene especially and then you even get to see eli being as childish as he is because what he's right. thumbing his gun like oh, right come at me bro yeah come, right. like, <laughs> come like, at me bro dude really i don't know i you can tell eli is intimidated eli is intimidated he, is. By he absolutely is intimidated yep Nucky finally get, he gives him money and he basically tells him, "I don't care what you tell your wife, you've got to get out of town." Yeah, you got to leave Atlantic City, get out. Which is good because in all in all honesty, he didn't have to do that. He could have basically been like, "No, I'm not going to tell him anything. We're going right. to we're going to sacrifice him." Right. James is going to get killed, and we're going to sacrifice him, and it's going to be done with. Right. Right. They could have done that. Yep. And it would have been a okay. In all honesty, I feel that them letting him leave. Is opening them up for more problems because yeah, they're basically we're, we're we're helping him get out and maybe it's not maybe they're looking at it as a little bit different where it's like oh well if he's gone we don't have to worry about it period I I'm sure that's what that's they it. think but no uh, I don't I because look when you can see he's worried Nucky is worried about the decision he just he made is. he knows that he made it. a decision what is um have you ever seen he. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. The saying that they say in Heat, and it holds true in this. If you're going to live this type of lifestyle and you have something that you cannot drop in 30 seconds or less, it's too important. Right. And that's what they're doing. Because remember in, in the movie Heat, it's, a, it, it's very clear. I have to be able to, if I'm going to live oh, this yeah. lifestyle, I have to drop everything. If yeah. you remember, Val Kilmer. You drops cannot, everything. Yeah, exactly. You cannot have attachments to anything. Nothing. If you're gonna live, Eli this has an attachment. He right. cannot drop. He, sorry, not Eli. Nucky has an attachment to Jimmy. He can't drop him. Right. And I think that's op- that's, that's gonna an come opening. back and bite him in the ass. I think so. Yeah. 
So this, okay, to be fair, we go from my favorite scene to the scene I hate the most. This is such a bad oh. scene. And it's not that I'm mad at Jimmy and I, or I'm mad at his wife. It's just, a, it's a cliche scene. Yeah, it to is. To be fair, for, for this quality of a show, I really don't like this scene. Yeah. Like, you slam the book down. What are these? Look at these pictures. Like, your, your shoulders. Right? Come on, like, man. It's a very, this to me is such a cliche of a scene. And I mean, I guess now, from our point of view, knowing the history of how things went during wartime, where, you know, soldiers' wives would take, right. quote, racy pictures of themselves. <laughs> quote now. I mean, racy pictures now is like fucking Snapchats. <laughs> Snapchat where I got little hearts over my nipples. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but back in the day, I mean, the raciest pictures you took were of your bare shoulders or ankles or whatever the fuck. But Jimmy's taking it as, like, offensive. Like, I can't believe you did this. Like, obviously, having you having done this means that you had... You also had of, sex. Yeah, you had sex with this photographer. Right. And so, you're right. It is, it's a little cliche, like... It is. I, I And maybe it's also His overreaction to this is a bit much. And maybe it, he's also just, intentionally overreacting because he's like, I know I have to get out of town. So this will oh, make it easier. I didn't think about that. That could be it. That could also be it. I ought, but I mean to be fair, though, watching it, I went into that even with my mind from the second time. It's still a cliche scene. <laughs> it's just like okay, like you could have. You there's I don't know. To me, there's there's other, so many things you could have used. You could have done a little bit different. Yeah, but you didn't. I don't know. I. <laughs> I, I just don't like it. I just honestly, I just don't like it. I think, I think it's it a very bad from, scene. It, it stems from the the idea that we both have already talked about. Like, you don't want Jimmy to have a bad relationship with his wife. I mean, you want right. We like him. We like Jimmy. You want this to work out. Uh, you know, they have a kid together. At least, you know, at least the audience thinks that that's their kid. Yeah. Jimmy's yeah. trying their he's trying his hardest to make sure that like, oh, that's not my kid, but he, even even past that, the audience wants to believe that it's like, Jimmy, you're just fucking stupid. Stop being you're dumbass. That's your kid, that's your wife. Just stick to it. But, you know. So, we go from that and we go to a Good scene again. Finally, okay, I'm happy. Well, ha- <laughs> kind of happy. <laughs> it's we get to see Chalky. We get to see how he's running his operation. He runs right. a very smooth. This dude is he's he's on point. He knows everything that's happening. Yes. He's running it like clockwork. Yes, running it like clockwork. He there's a hey, y'all cut it. We're gonna ball it. We're gonna sell it. Who has liquor kills? Graffiti etched into his car with his driver hung up. Right. He's been lynched. Uh, driver's side door is open. Like, obviously, you can see he was probably getting in or something like that. It's sad. It's, right. Uh, now, the big question is, is who killed him? Right. Right. We, do, we have no, we have no, right. it says liquor kills. So it's, is it a, um, one of the ladies from the, the right exactly like is it the the the, the, the lady the evil lady the, the the one that she's always plays the evil character i can't think of her name the, the, yeah but right the lady that's in charge of temperance movement i don't think so but i mean maybe yeah right but it's very strange it's very strange that that was etched in of course they call in nucky because you know 
What else yeah. do you do? Yeah, that's it. Because let's, we have to figure out what the fuck just happened. One of my guys died. Right. Right. And that's how he's viewing it. This is, and he even says he's not even 20. Right. This is a kid. This is, let's be real. This is a kid. He's 19 years old, 18 right. years old, something like that. You're going to have, it's all because of liquor. Like this is. Right. This isn't the first death because of liquor because you also had the raid and stuff like that. Right. But this is the first one to affect one of the major parties, I feel like. Yeah. Nucky kind of screws up right here. In I my don't... opinion, Nucky screws up because he he mentions that, okay, Chalky, we need to keep this under wraps. We can't bring this to light because it's an election year. I don't think he messes up that way. I think that he knows with the time with the time period, with the time period, I need the black vote. We need to keep this going. I think that Nucky does the right thing because Nucky sits there and Chalky says 50-50 because I, and I think this, I don't know this, this is just in my head how I'm viewing it. He wants that extra money because he wants to pay the family of that man, right? He wants to make sure that they're covered, okay? I feel like, I want 50-50 and then what is... Nucky doesn't fight it because Nucky's willing to lose money so that the operation runs smooth. I think that Nucky is Nucky's one of the few gangsters Maybe. out there that he's like, I would rather lose money than cause a hiccup. I feel like it's more that I don't know. I feel like this is more of Nucky showing a weakness. I feel like he should not have mentioned and no, and y- it's an election year because once he mentions that, that's when Chalky says all right, fine. I'll keep this under wraps, but 50-50. So I, I guess I didn't think it that way. I took it as Nucky's willing to... he Smooth money is better than no money. And maybe you're right. Maybe Nucky's thinking on the, uh, on the grander scale. Like, hey, I can sit there and say, no, bro, we made this deal. I don't yeah. care that he died. It's not my issue. But that what's going to happen like two months from now, right? Yeah, you're right. Whereas, hey, we'll go 50-50, three years from now, we can still have the same arrangement and we're still raking in that cash. Right. So that's how I view it. I guess, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I see where you're you're coming from on yours. Yeah, I feel like in in the short term, yeah, that's, it was, um, the way I was thinking about it anyway, I feel like I was thinking about it in the short term, like he lost out, but you're right, in the long term- they can keep the operation going for mm-hmm. as long as they need to, as long as they strike a deal to, you know, make yeah. both parties happy. So they come up with this story and it is it's it's almost grotesque to watch it where Eli shoots the yeah. body. Yeah. I mean, I, I get I get why they did it, but it's like, oh, like you're allowing that. That's where it does kind of give me because I'm like, oh, you're desecrating that. Dead yeah. Body, right? Which, you know, kind of goes to show again there's been plenty of examples, but it goes again to show that Eli just is going to do whatever he has, he has to, do. to do. Yeah. He he just does what Nucky wills him to do. Yeah. So, and it's, it's again, kind of one of those things where it's like, he's trying to gain favor with Nucky, I guess, you know, he just does whatever the hell Nucky wants him to do. So I agree. We get to go from there into, I, I guess it's like, uh, we made a joke about it last week. It's another montage. <laughs> uh, it's not really a montage, though. Uh, but did you catch this? So I was reading on a couple different... Um, I did a Google search of this. So I was reading about people that have watched this uh, prior to 
when this was first coming out and they viewed it, one of the things was when Jimmy first comes in, did you notice the curtain? It's like a, a noose. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Huh. So it's kind of like, is he on his way to a death or not? It, right. You're right. It's kind of a, a symbolism for that. It's some kind of interesting. And right. he's on the, um, like we had talked about earlier, he's on the, um, I'm sorry, the Broadway Limited. That's the train he's on right, right now, right? Um, he's reading a book, The Free Air. I know there's got to be some symbolism in that. Right. I don't, I don't know what it is. Right. Other than he's going free. A um, little more symbolism I had read about. Uh, on that same side I was on, I wish I could remember it so I could give it credit. I'm really sorry to anybody that is he- maybe you're hearing this and you wrote it. I wish I could give you credit. I didn't. I don't remember. His wife's cleaning up Jimmy's mess. Oh, nice! And yeah. she's using the she's using remember, the vacuum sweeper. She's using yeah. the the vacuum sweeper. She wasn't using up. it before. Now she's using right. it, and she's cleaning up the le- the mess he left behind. Yeah, right. Okay, a little nice. bit of symbolism yeah. in that one. And then we get to see Margaret. She's, you know, laying with her children, and, you know, she's happy. Right. She's worried, she's nervous, but you can tell she's also satisfied and she's happy. And then we finally end with Nucky walking in his hotel to go in for the evening. Right. And the biggest symbolism of the entire episode. Right. I didn't even have to read this. I saw it immediately. He looks back, and what does he see? Looks back at his footsteps, and he's dragging mud in because he's dirty. Right, right. He and he knows it now. He a hundred percent knows. I'm now dirty. I'm now in this. It's, it's filthy. Right. right. So, and that ends our episode. Uh, we want to thank y'all so much for listening in. This has been another long one. Just so y'all know, our episodes are going to be usually a a little bit long. Yeah, so. We hope y'all are enjoying them as we go along, and we hope y'all are uh, coming back every week to do some chinwagging with us. We do have um, next week's episode. It's going to be Anastasia, and we hope to see y'all then, all right? Good to see you guys. All right, guys. Y'all enjoy. Thank you. (laughs) 